This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, friends, we have stumbled upon this monstrous government growth and debt obligations upon the good citizens of Colorado, and we're trying to figure out how these were created and why. And if you missed any portion, go back to Frontier Freedom Radio. John Henderson of Coloradans for Metro District Reform does a good job of explaining what metro districts are. So I'm going to give play a little devil's advocate here, okay? I've got the Home Builders Association's arguments in front of me. Uh, Tabor prevented essentially uh, governments from being able to tax people without their uh, consent. And shockingly, people didn't want to pay for a lot of services, and they weren't that excited about it. So counties were hamstrung in their ability to build new things because people weren't interested in paying for them. So along comes this idea called a metro district, where we are going to allow only the people that live in that area to be uh, forced to pay for it, and the rest of the county doesn't have to. What's wrong with that approach, right? Even if you look at the Elbert County Commissioner's own website, they kind of agree with the idea that we're going to require these new developments to pay their own way, Greg Lopez. What's wrong with that idea? Well, you know, Jeff, what's wrong with that idea is that there's no visionary glasses. They're not looking into the future. They're looking at the present time. And unfortunately, we have a lot of elected officials and appointed individuals that truly don't understand what is going on. You know, and and we all know that, you know what, elected officials aren't there for 30 years or 40 years. They're not going to be held accountable for these decisions. Most people don't even know that the actual meetings are happening, not only within the metro district, but that they're talking about it at the county. What I will tell you is, look, it's wrapped around this beautiful little package, but what's inside of it? can be potentially dangerous because like Kathleen said earlier, they only maintain the asset for two years and then they give it to the county. Now the county has to make sure that they maintain it, you know? And so it's kind of like that, you know, where is that ball in this hole as we're mixing it around and they're not being truthful. And that's the thing that really bothers me the most, mm. you know? You know, I've heard people say, well, Greg, it's the law. I know it's the law, just be truthful. Just let people know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let them decide. You know, too many times, and like I said, one of the things that I will share with you, one of the, I used to live in a metro district that went bankrupt back in the early 90s, okay? But here's what happened. Because the bankers recognized that the metro district was in trouble, they stopped lending to mortgages to that area. Mm. So they couldn't, we couldn't sell our home. They weren't financing because they knew the next person who walked in was going to have the same issues, you know. And so we got to be cognizant about how this all works, you know. And they'll tell you, we're going to the bond market. Well, a lot of people don't understand what the bond market is, you know. And the people that are buying these bonds, these are the retirement assets. These are the 401ks. Why? Because it's a quasi-government entity that can raise the cost of the taxes. And the people really don't have a choice. You know, we talk a lot about... Should people really have to face between medical care and being able to provide for their family? This is the same scenario. Are they going to be able to pay for their home and sacrifice everything else for their quality of life? And so we really need to do what I tell developers. Look, yes, I understand it's a mechanism, but you cannot abuse it. You have to look at the totality of the situation. 
And I hope that others that are listening will at least ask the right questions. Help me understand how this applies because no one can in, can take on a bill overnight that says, we've just increased your taxes. Thank you very much. You got to pay it. So if we have 3,000 metro districts, why haven't all these problems popped up? I mean, Denver Post did a little bit of research on this, but wouldn't we have mass problems? I mean, John, if you owe... $4.9 billion of debt on 1,100 homes, uh, wouldn't that be a defunct ghost town? Why aren't we seeing more problems? Is this just kind of a, a, a coming problem that's going to be coming down the road? No. Or, or what? Uh, I'm going to tell okay. you, Jeff, look, you know, I believe that there are, there are problems, but nobody wants to talk about them, right? And so because they're individual, think about it, 3,000 metro districts across the entire state of Colorado. Now, if the residents knew what was happening in their own development, 100 homes, 1,100 homes, or 700 homes, they get upset. But the media looks at it as like, well, this is such a small issue. It's not a statewide issue, and they're not looking at the details of it. I mean, Greg, we had a planning commission where they dropped $90 million on a debt. How many people from that community showed up? Zero. Voice. Zero. Zero. It's the most bizarre thing ever. That's what happens. But here's the thing. Local government <laughs> in action, people don't go. But here's the thing, right? Not only is that, but I'm a firm believer that they violated the public notice process. Well, that's. You and, and, and my wife. Right. You know, that's so, true. And so how did the people know, right? They didn't even know it was happening. I think John said earlier that the public notice thing um, is amazing. Yeah. Back in the day, um, we had a, a little sign in the middle of our tall grass park, and they would post the notice there. I mean, that was it. So if you didn't walk your dog, if you didn't. So for years, people were like, well, I didn't even know this metro district had a board. I didn't know anything about it. So with those reforms that John's talking about earlier, they do now have to post it. But even that, people, if you don't look at the right place at the right time, it's just like anything else. Government does the absolute barest of minimum to qualify for whatever it is that they say constitutes letting you know what's going on. And then they wonder why no, no one showed up because no one knew. So my goal actually for my community is to get the word out. That's all I'm doing these days. I don't care what you're going to do, but let's get the word out on all of these meetings. Let's post them on the Facebook page. Let's put them on Nextdoor. Let's, you know, knock and walk because part of it is without people understanding that they're part of it, they won't understand that they should be involved. So are we against the ideas of metro districts in themselves? Are we saying, no, no this, is, this is wholly bad? Or is it the notification, the transparency? Are those what we're looking for? Look, You're, you guys are conservative leaders, right? right? I, I, we, don't have a, we don't have lefties in here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Look. You said it earlier, and Governor Bill Owens was the first one to coin this phrase, which I think is very appropriate, smart growth. We must grow smart. You know, we can't be doing developments on the outskirts of a county, you know, where the infrastructure, you know, it puts pressure on the fire department, puts pressure on the county sheriffs, it puts pressures on all kinds of things. And so a lot of people say, well, they're paying their own way. Think about that for a minute. Just think about what you're saying. Because ultimately, the county must maintain those roads or the cities must maintain those roads. They have to plow them. They have to make sure that they're safe. You know, and I'm going to tell you, local roads, which are inside the neighborhoods, you know, they're not the top priority for any of these jurisdictions. 
you know, and they add miles, miles of roads, right? And most developers will tell you, you know, I, I had to laugh and you were there, Jeff, road improvements. They said, well, we, we're doing road improvements. We're building new roads and we're going to uh, resurface a road. That's not a road improvement. That's maintenance. Right. You know, well, and then these developers, so out in Elbert County, this was kind of funny. They're like, well, we'll put in roundabouts. And to the, this was the one <laughs> point where an, a planning commissioner actually represented his people. Right. Okay. I, I could go off on this I, because it, it was like backslapping between these planning commissioners and developers. And we were like a, a, third, a, a third wheel on a date. Right. The one time was when the Elbert County Planning Commissioner goes, well, I can't get my truck full of hay around a roundabout. It's like, yeah, because this is a rural county. Right. You know, you can't just throw that stuff up there. But, uh, John, we've got about, you know, about a few minutes left on this segment. You, you, the title of your organization is Metro District Reform, not Metro District Cancellation. <laughs> is that right? I mean, you, you want to reform these. You, or, or are you arguing that this is wholly bad and needs to be uh, removed entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the concept of paying your own way has existed for a long, long time before metro districts. The traditional way of developing, I described earlier, developers still paid their own way. When you bought your house, you paid your share of whatever the developer built, um, and you paid your own way. This is very, very different. Metro districts are um, not governed by the marketplace. They're totally uh, uh, statutory uh, uh, safe harbors for developers. In fact, the developer representatives at a symposium in 2019 said, we we created this vehicle in order to shift the burden of risk of failure from the developers to the residents. They wow. said that in an open forum uh, among uh, the ULI symposium in Denver 2019. I was there. And, and so what they've done is you talk about limited government. This is unlimited government. Because the only real check and balance are you and me, the residents. And at the very beginning, they eliminate our voice. They put a muzzle on it. They, they act as if we aren't even there, except to pay the money and to pay the taxes that they impose based upon debt they calculate at interest rates they set and there is no participation by the residents. And so uh, you're absolutely right. There is a need, not a need, but there is an opportunity for metro districts to do good things. And there's some great examples, recreation districts, transportation districts. Um, and we're just talking about, you know, resident-initiated districts. But the difference is, in those cases, you have the people who live there and pay the taxes meeting in a room and saying, we want to do this and we want to impose taxes on ourselves. John, we're up against a commercial break here, so we'll be right back. This, this conversation's spicy, so we're going to continue it when we come back. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. <laughs> 